be true to yourself. Stick to your own style, do what you love, you know, don't feel like you have to do what somebody else is doing or follow a trend or offer something that you're not truly with your heart and soul into because I think at the end of the day it really reflects in your business and your products, your customers see it and it's just not going to be sustainable long term. Hey, it's Julie with It's a Nail Thing brought to you by Orly, where we highlight voices of leaders in every aspect of the nail industry to share with you career guidance, growth hacks, and hilarious stories. Whether you're a licensed nail pro or a nail enthusiast, there's room for all of us to build fulfilling careers, so stick around to learn and laugh. Today's episode was recorded via Zoom, so apologies if there are some moments that skip here and there, but I can't wait for you to hear this interview, so let's get into it. Welcome back to It's a Nail Thing, brought to you by Orly. And today we have Chloe Pascarella, who is a press-on business owner. And she started her own luxury press-on business. And within a year, she went from zero to six figures. So we are excited to chat with you today and hear all your trade secrets. So welcome to the show. Hi, I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about your story. How did you get into the nail industry? And how did it evolve to where it is now? Honestly, Doing press-ons is not anything that I imagined my nail career to be or getting into the nail industry. I originally thought I wanted to be a travel gel technician in New York City. That's what I had imagined for myself. I thought it would be really fun to be mobile and going a bunch of different places and, you know, kind of just not sitting in a salon or like at home or in an office all day. And I think I did like two of my friend's nails. And instantly realized, I was like, okay, this is not for me. I'm not going to travel. I can't sit with people all day long and talk like that. I just really was not. It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. It's a lot of things to multitask all at the same time. And I just really quickly realized it was overwhelming me really quickly. And I just couldn't see myself doing it long term. And I was just on YouTube one day and I was watching a bunch of nail videos as I always do. And I stumbled across a few videos on press on nail business. And I was like, I mean, I have everything for this. This is like exactly what I wanted to do. And I could start tomorrow. And so I I basically overnight was like, okay, let's figure something out. I don't know what I'm going to do, but this seems like it would work really well for me. And it kind of just I'm very much one of those people where if I have an idea, I have to act on it like that instant. So I I just kind of went for it. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. Again, I have no technical training. I didn't go to nail school. I have no background in beauty or cosmetics at all. And it really just like snowballed after that. So I did like a full 360. And before this, I was working in Long Island as a uh, personal chef and home assistant. So like I kind of just went from like one world to another world. Yeah. Almost two years. No, more than two years later now. Here we are. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Wait. So did you have any plans to go to nail school? Yes. I was literally applying to nail schools and like waiting to get accepted. And like, in the meantime, I was like, just doing some of my friend's nails for fun, like in the city, but obviously they lived in like different parts of the city for me. So like I had to travel to them. Yeah. So it was kind of like 
if you've ever traveled to New York City, you know it's it like is a massive. <laughs> it's a massive like effort in its own just to get from point A to point B, let alone with supplies and making sure you're on time. And like after I did it twice, I was like, there's just there's no way that this <laughs> is for me. This is not feasible. I just don't see myself doing this long term at all. I feel you on that because I lived in New York and I would be caught dead traveling to do deals. Like I did a little bit of editorial work and I was like, this is not for me. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. I mean, it's a lot of effort and just really overwhelming, I feel like. Yeah. So your press on business, you call it a luxury press on business. For people who don't know, can you tell us a little bit about what makes your press on business luxury? So I feel like it's definitely gotten better over the years. And even since I just started, you know, the misconception of press on nails is they're cheap. They're super flimsy. They're made from mass produced materials, really thin plastics. And you get them at the drugstore or like on Amazon and they're like $5. And then you wear them for a day and you throw them out and they're done. I really wanted to change that. I really wanted to show people that this is an nail alternative for them you know it's made from really high quality materials so I use all the same gel materials you would get going to a salon you know they're really meant to last two weeks right they're meant to last the full duration like a normal nail service was but the benefits are you get to customize them however you want and you get to reuse them also. So, you know, I really focus on the quality and the products that I use, you know, my branding, my packaging. I want a full luxury experience start to finish for my customers and anybody who interacts with, you know, my business or my brand in general um, to really show people that they're not just a dollar store product, that they're handmade. I spend hours and hours and hours making them and that they're just the same quality you would get if you went to get your nails done in a salon, but instead you get it at the convenience of your own home. Yeah. And I, you had a video on, I think it was on Instagram where you show the difference. You you take a like drugstore nail and then you take <laughs> one of yours and you're just like gently pressing them in your hand and one of them like collapses and folds into <laughs> itself. And the other one is like indestructible. You're pressing as hard as you can. Your skin is turning white. You can see how much pressure you're putting <laughs> onto it. And it won't yeah. go anywhere. So you can see the quality is really there. Yeah. I get a lot of first time users of like luxury press on nails. And they're like, I can't even believe the difference between <laughs> the ones I buy at the drugstore and the one the ones I got from you. Like I'm never going back. Like these are life changing for me. And it really is such a stark difference. And I think, you know, I started in the pandemic, like the heat of the pandemic. Yeah. When everybody was looking for at-home alternatives for everything. And I had always done my nails growing up. I mean, I bit my nails growing up my entire life. And so doing my nails was a way to help me like break that habit and, you know, not feel so insecure about my hands. And so I really wanted to also, you know, still be able to have these experiences while we were all stuck at home and make sure other people had that experience as well. So it just definitely if you've never tried them before I always say give them a try and I promise you'll be shocked and never want to go back to your like <laughs> drugstore ones ever again a long time ago I actually started doing press on nails because I wanted to just stay home and do nails and not have to like leave the house and I felt like there was just so much competition that I had to keep the price is really low and obviously I wasn't making them like a luxury version they were custom but they weren't with the gel gel products or anything at that time. 
but I felt like I had to keep the prices so low and I felt like the market was just so saturated. I didn't know how to stand out. So for somebody who has seen so much success so quickly, what do you think the key was to really get your brand above everything else? So I think when I first started, I came in at a really sweet spot in the market. I would say most people think of press on nails being long, long and like for a special occasion. And I personally really love short, everyday wearable nails. If you look at my page, you know, I don't do anything super crazy. It's very manageable every day. And I want them to fit into your, you know, my customer's lifestyle every day. And that's what I really focused in on when I first started is I wanted them to be for your everyday use. I want them to be a comfortable short length. I want them to be your nails, but better, whatever design you want on them. And I also don't have any preset designs. So I don't have anything that you can pick from specifically. So like, I don't have a catalog of designs that you pick. You bring me, you bring me whatever whatever you want. You want to draw me a picture of what you want. You want to send me inspiration. You see something you already like. Every set is fully custom made for that order and for that customer. So at the time, there was really nobody else doing that. And so that's what I really focused in on to set me to set me out from the rest of the competition. So I always tell, you know, my mentees and anybody who's asking questions is, you know, focus on what makes you unique and what makes you different and, you know, really just stick to that to set you above the rest. Even if it's never been done before, if you've never seen it before, you know, if you feel confident about it and you want to bring this into the market because you feel like it's missing, you absolutely have to go with it, but you have to stand behind it a hundred percent. I think that's awesome that you found such a niche part of the market because at that time, anybody who was doing shorter nails or more natural nails, they weren't doing press-ons. There was no market for that you know, all the press-ons were crazy embellished and you're right. They were a lot longer in length. Um, They had lots of crazy nail art designs. So what a time to find a specific part of the market. Yeah. And I think it really hit well, like I said, during COVID when everybody who would normally go get their gel manicures done at the salon, this was a great alternative for them. And, you know, a lot of people, when they try it, like, wow, I can save myself so much time, so much money, so much energy. They're reusable. Um, so it really just ended up, you know, taking off after that and really carving out that space within the press on world for short, comfortable, everyday luxury press on nails. And for anybody who is a consumer, how do you reuse your press ons? Because we know if we glue them on, those things do not come out looking looking like they can be used again. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I feel like for first time users, there's a lot of I don't want to say a lot of learning curves, but there's a lot of different ways you can use your press on nails. So every order comes with an application kit. So you get everything you need to apply them at home and you get two different types of adhesives. So you get temporary glue tabs, which are meant for anywhere from like a day to three or four day wear time. Um, And they're just little sticky tabs that you put on, you pull them off and you can reuse them really as many times as you want like that. And then if you're using the liquid glue, which is meant to give you that like two week wear time, right? It's meant to give you at least, I say at least 10 or 12 days. Um, You shouldn't try to remove them beforehand because they're really meant to last if you use that method. So I just, you know, give them, give my customers the options 
to choose which application method they want. But once you've hit 10, day 12, day 14, you can go ahead and soak your nails off in soapy water. And at this point, they'll be ready to come off. You know, you'll have some lifting around the edges and that's totally normal. So you just soak them off in warm soapy water with some cuticle oil. And after about 20 minutes, they'll just pop right off. But once you're done with them, you'll have to you know, quickly dry them off and file the glue on the insides um, with the buffer or the nail file. Or if you're a pro luxury press on user, you'll have an e-file that you can just smooth out the backs of them, place them back in your storage container, and you're ready to go. It's like your own little nail wardrobe, I like to say. The never-ending manicure. I love it. Exactly. Yep. (laughs) That's awesome advice. And I'm sure a lot of people appreciate that because that is something even I get questioned about and I'm like, I don't even do press-ons. You should ask Chloe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is great because then once you have a few sets, you can mix and match and you can create new looks and, you know, it's kind of endless options when you rewear them. As you know, this podcast is sponsored by Orly, but what you might not know is that Orly Plus is the educational platform made just for professionals that Orly recently launched. On Orly Plus, you can access free on-demand courses to master your skills, and that's available worldwide. If you are based in the U.S. or Canada, you also have access to the Orly Plus online shop, where professionals get 50% off retail on all Orly product. And this one is for you, It's a Nail Thing listeners who are licensed nail professionals. Get 20% off on your first order when you sign up on Orly Plus. Just head on over to orly.plus on your browser, O-R-L-Y dot P-L-U-S, and sign up if you are a licensed nail professional and use the code NAILPOD20, N-A-I-L-P-O-D-2-0, and you'll get 20% off your first order. So for anybody who's looking to get into the press-on world, what is the first step? Like, what's the first piece of advice you would give somebody to get started? I would say define your intentions with your press-on business. So what are you looking to bring to the table as an artist, as a business owner, as a brand? um, You know, what are you looking to put out into the world? You know, without this, I think it's kind of hard to build on top of this for other things um, to kind of really establish your your mission, your plan of action, and, you know, having a clear understanding of what you want to do, what you want to bring to the table, you know, can either help you stick with that path or it can help you figure out, okay, somebody else is already doing this or there's already this niche has already been too oversaturated. I want to do something else and can really just help you create a clear roadmap for yourself on, you know, how do I proceed and how do I go forward with this? That's super important too. And I wonder too, for your business, how many times did your business model change the way you were doing things? Did it start the way that it is now or evolved to to what the structure of your business is now? So when I first started, there was no information out there on like how to grow a press on brand, like what to do when you're selling them, how to sell them, how to market them, like what not to do. So it was really all through trial and error. At first I did have a few preset designs, but then I was like, I hate painting the same designs over and over again. I want to just do custom, but nobody else is doing custom. So that's really nerve wracking. Like what if nobody likes that? You know, I don't know what my style is. I mean, I keep up all my old pictures from, you know, the very first days of my Instagram. I think I'm like 
close to a thousand pictures, but it's like, I can't delete those pictures because I want everybody to see where I started. And then I started from the very, very, very ground up. I mean, my beginning sets, I look back and I like cringe a little bit. Like my, I like get a <laughs> chill looking, <laughs> looking at them. I was using like a bobby pin and a toothpick to create my first yeah. set. Like I, I didn't know. I had no idea. So it was a lot of, okay, I'm going to try this. This didn't work. I need to change this. Or I don't like this. I have to try that. So, I mean, naturally there's just going to be a lot of trial and error and pivoting and creative thinking. And you have to kind of like go with the flow of things and just not overthink it and understand that everything will work out in the end. And that this is all part of, you know, running your own business and, you know, branding and everything. But nowadays there's so much out there about, you know, press on mails and press on businesses and things like that. So, you know, you definitely don't have to struggle it out on your own like I did in the beginning. Yes, because you offer some guidance, don't you? I do. And that was really the driving factor of why I wanted to start teaching, helping people and coaching others is because I know what I went through. It sucked to do it on my own. I wish I had someone, you know, to look to, to ask questions, to have guidance, to be like, should I do this? Is this a good idea? How do I scale? How do I create a proper workflow? Like, how can I get more customers? You know, there's just no reason somebody has to do that on their own. Now, I want it to be an open conversation. I want it to be easy. I want the information to be accessible because we all can have success. We all can grow. We all can be in this space together. Yeah, nails is not going anywhere, especially press on. So there's room for everybody. I love that. Chloe has a very extensive guide on how to set up a press on business. And it's incredible. It's start to finish, like, what you need on your website, the policies, everything that goes into it before you even start making your press-on. So if you're interested in in creating a press-on business, I would definitely check out Chloe's education because she's got some awesome stuff, good resources. Yeah, there's a little bit of something for everyone. So if you're thinking about becoming a press-on nail artist or you've just started or you're more advanced, I try and offer a little bit of something for everyone you know, to cover all skill sets. So, And you have your Discord, which is a really awesome resource for somebody who's just getting started, right? I do, yeah. So I started that back in July of last year, and it was really like the first solely focused uh, group for Press On Nail education. And again, it was just another resource that I wanted to put out there for other Press On artists to just continue the education and share my knowledge and um, just help as many other press on artists as I can. So if you're interested in joining that, everybody is welcome. You don't have to be, you know, a press on business owner or anything. If you love nails, you're welcome no matter where you are in the world or what skill set you are. So yeah, that's available to everybody. And where can they find that? I have the link in my Instagram. You can sign up there um, and it's a monthly subscription. So um, you have access to over 50 videos right now on uh, press on education and all things press on business stuff. So do you have an orally story? It might be the first time you used an orally product or something along those lines. So funny enough, I was just thinking about this the other day and I was trying to pick one, but I think actually one of the first like 
gels I ever used was the Orly Builder in a Bottle. Oh, um, yes. That's my favorite. And one. I think I got it at Sally's. And gel is the only like other than other than traditional nail polish um, is the only other nail product I've really used. And again, I said, I, you know, I used to bite my nails my whole life. So I was always looking for a way to, you know, make my hands look pretty and not feel so self-conscious about them. Um, so I thought the builder in the bottle was like the best thing ever. I was like, this is going to help me grow out my nails. Like this is, I'm not going to bite them. It's like everything I've been wanting to make, you know, my nails look the way I wanted them to. And the other one I remember when I was younger, I think it was like 10, my mom had a ton of nail polishes growing up. And that was like what sparked my love of nails. She had a bunch of different nail polishes. And I remember there was this like teal green orally nail polish color that I was obsessed with when I was younger. Like that was the only nail polish I remember using the entire bottle of. Like I painted my (laughs) nails all the time that color, painted my toes all the time that color. I was just obsessed with that teal orally color. I can't remember the name of it. I tried looking for it, but it was an old color from like at least 10 years ago. It's rare when you finish an actual bottle. You're like, whoa, I did it. (laughs) Right. Like, I feel like nobody ever finishes the full bottle at this point. Like it either just gets lost or yeah, it just like disappears or never gets used and sits on the shelf. dries up. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So let's talk about trends a little bit. Is there any trends you would love to see make a comeback? I feel like Chrome was one of them for me. Like I remember when I was like 18, maybe like it was one of the very few times I ever went to the nail salon to get my nails done. I got this like holographic silver Chrome set done. The unicorn Chrome. I thought it was exactly. I thought it was like the best thing ever. And it was like my favorite set. I think I still have pictures of it on my phone to like this day. But that I think definitely made me happy that that's coming back. And there's like so many fun new Chrome colors coming out. Because I remember when I got it done, it was like not the best application, right? Little patchy, little, but (laughs) anyway, the effort was there. It was, you know, the attempt was made, but um, there's so many cool products coming out nowadays. I don't know. I think that that would be the main one. We're really like, I know this is going to sound super boring of me, but really like a minimal nail art. I like, if it were up to me, I would wear like bright red nail polish or like classic nude every single day. And that's so boring for me to say as like a nail artist. Like if you look at my other stuff, but I love making it for other people. But when it comes to my personal sets, I'm definitely super minimalist and really like plain everyday nails again. So I think I'm definitely excited to see that come back. Super minimal, really dainty classic nails I love that yeah and it's it's always cyclic right so in like the 2010s that's when that minimalist nail art was like really big totally Um, and I feel like now it's starting to get a little bit crazier Mm -hmm. but it'll eventually go back down (laughs) definitely it like comes up in waves and everything but I also love seeing all the new trends that people come out with right so you know other nail artists create these trends and really kickstart them and you know everybody's just so creative I swear every time I open up Instagram I'm like in awe of everybody else's work and the things that they come up with and are able to create yeah it's just such a inspirational little industry to to peek into and see everybody's how brain how our brains work you know <laughs> yeah it's fascinating I sometimes I'll look and I'll be like how how do you even go about create like how is this even possible? Like, it just blows my mind. Like, how did you think that up? 
exactly like wow that's unbelievable that your brain is able to conceptualize this and you're just able to you know produce it at that at that quality when it comes to a press on business what is a do and a don't you would tell somebody who's starting out a do is definitely be true to yourself stick to your own style do what you love you know don't feel like you have to do what somebody else is doing or follow a trend or offer something that you're not truly with your heart and soul into, because I think at the end of the day, it really reflects in your business and your products, your customers see it. And it's just not going to be sustainable long-term if you're not a hundred percent happy with, you know, what you're putting out there and what you're doing every day. A don't would be don't, don't overthink everything on the daily basis. I know that kind of sounds general, but I know that I always get into the worst funks if I overthink it or I'm trying to make things perfect. The beauty of nail art is that it'll never be perfect no matter what you do. And, you know, we're all learning every single day. So nothing you do will ever be perfect or the best of the best as long as you're giving it your all and you're trying to put out the best that you can every day is what's really going to show the most authentic you and give you the best results and also just again help you continue to do this long term without having a breakdown or stressing out or you know getting burnt out we love having a mental breakdown (laughs) on that what advice would you give somebody who maybe has been doing um maybe has been in the press on world for a little bit and you know, they're not getting the sales that they're expecting. It's not going as well as they would hope it would. What advice would you give them to kind of boost their business? Try something new, switch it up. Don't be afraid of change. You know, really, if you have an idea, go for it. Even if you've never seen it done, if you're nervous about it, some of the best things have happened to me when I have embraced the most scary times of change. So if you feel like you're in a rut, try something different, switch it up. Don't be afraid to really just spin it all and do something completely different. So what's next for you, Chloe? What are you working on? I feel like what am I not working on? Definitely more educational tools. I you know, a few things for consumers and for, you know, other press on nail artists, maybe a few products for press on nails. Oh. Um, I don't know. My brain is always spinning. So you never know what could happen week after week, but I'm excited for 2023. I think it started off on a great foot so far, but um, we have a new mini course coming out soon for beginners. So if you're interested in getting into the press on world, that course is definitely for you. So I'm excited about that, but I don't know. I'll have to see and I can say that I'm very excited for you for 2023 because we've been working together quite a bit with Nail Know How and you are just nonstop. Like, I don't know how you sleep at night because you have so many ideas and they're all brilliant. <laughs> so I I think when I fall asleep at night, I fall asleep thinking about nails. I'm like pretty confident. I'm like brainstorming ideas and that's like what puts me to sleep at night is like, thinking about nails, thinking about the next day, waking up to do nails, like the orders, brainstorming how to grow and scale, but you just go to bed with like 
a brain dump and then you wake up and it's all organized and you just do it <laughs> like I yeah <laughs> or it's still unorganized let's be honest <laughs> it's not always very organized and I feel like if I had like a notebook it would be like 400 pages long just like scribble like page <laughs> after page of random thoughts and ideas well, this has been super insightful. I'm sure anybody who is looking to get press-on started or even just wearing press-ons, now they know what to look for. So thank you so much, Chloe. This was such a great conversation. It was so nice talking to you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in to It's a Nail Thing brought to you by Orly. Press-on business expert, Chloe, reminded us how important it is to stay true to yourself when creating the foundation of your press-on business to keep yourself happy and your business sustainable. She offers press-on shop education for those just starting out and for those established and looking to grow and scale their business. So make sure to follow her at buy.chloenails on Instagram for all your press-on education needs. Don't forget to follow Orly on all socials and also at Orly Plus on Instagram. And make sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear your thoughts, so don't be shy to leave us a review. A big thank you to Phonogenic Studios for killing it with the audio during this interview. We will be back next week with another episode and another great guest. If you want to suggest somebody we should interview, email us at podcast at orlybeauty.com.